Okay. Oh my goodness. Right. Uh, four or fifth <laughs> times the charm, my dude. <laughs> we have had ah. quite the fucking adventure trying to get this to work. All right. You can you can try the bit again for like the eightieth <laughs> time. We can you can go for it. <laughs> I might just keep this fucking intro. Oh God! Hang on one second. Who's that knocking at my door? It's fucking Wooly. Hey, <gasps> and you know what? It's not disconnected. Here Hooray! I am. It's, it's Wooly. Please introduce yourself, my friend, and what you do on YouTube. I am a part. My name is Wooly. I'm a part of Super Best Friends Play. Uh, I also have a channel, Wooly Versus. And I make dick jokes over video games for money. Beautiful. Okay. Oh my god. We actually have this this working now. It was some fucking. This is the furthest we've ever been. <laughs> I know. We got we've... uncharted territory. I don't know what to do. <laughs> we've got a minute and twenty seconds in. We finally done it, my friend. Whoa. <laughs> oh man. So thank goodness all of the hopefully. All of the the audio issues are now out of the way, so this means I can ask you, how has your week been, and what have you been up to? Uh, my week has been all right. Uh, I've been up to uh, a couple of things. Um, I've been packing it with a lot of background projects and things like that. Mm. Uh, so, personally, there's stuff that I'm playing for the channel, and there's stuff that I'm playing for myself. Yes. Um... I I guess the my main interest right now personally is I'm going through Danganronpa three. Oh, cool. V three, I should say. Yeah, no, no, no. I've I've like been kind of getting into Danganronpa recently. Um, nice. Yeah, okay. yeah. But then my my Vita memory card kind of shit its pants. Um, oh, did you lose your save? Thankfully, no, because I'm uploading it to like the PSN cloud thing, whatever it is. Yeah. So thank God for that. Because I got like halfway into um, the second one, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. But then my memory card kept on shitting itself, so I I, I kind of got a little bit put off from it, and I was like, ah, oh, I'm sick of this until I get myself a new memory card. Mm, okay, how far did you get? Um, I I don't obviously I don't want to like drop any spoilers for anyone listening, yeah, but, but um, like, I got into I'm... the. Um, how many hours? How many hours? I'd say like I let's just say I got to the strawberry and lime place. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's pretty far. So I got up to there. Um I kind of got up to the murder that's just happened and then I kind of um I put it down and I picked it back up and it was like, "Oh yeah, every uh your memory card's been removed. Sorry, fam. We're going to have to get rid of all of this now." And I'm like, "What?" And I was mm. so fucking pissed off because I had spent and like all, I was really worried cuz I was like, "Oh, please don't tell me like my Final Fantasy tactics save file is going to be oh, gone. Oh god, yeah, and yeah, yeah. You, and on the on the PS Vita, like you can't I think you can mod it, but it's so difficult. Like there's the slowdown and everything. So like a, a fucking save file can take you 100 hours just mm-hmm. to get anywhere. So I was like, "Oh, please god, no." I was so nervous, but but again, thankfully, um everything seems to be okay. I just need to get myself a new memory card otherwise. Yeah, no, the, the, one of the things that we don't really uh, appreciate enough, I think, is just how much cloud saving is going to save all of us in the future. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's kind of like, you know, the idea that you can back things up and have it like, uh, you don't have to worry about full space and things like that is kind yeah. of like what the main thought, but you kind of forget about all the times things go horribly wrong. And you just suddenly have your data backed up, and at worst you lose maybe an hour. Yeah, you know? no, totally. Like, um, 
there was something the other day which kind of on that uh, on that same message where I was having like power cuts just randomly throughout the day where I was Oh living. god, yeah. Yeah, sometimes for like 4 hours at a time and I realized during that I was like I rely on the internet so much. Mm. like so much and i started to like have that that feeling where i was like oh if i was like an apocalypse i'd be the first one to die (laughs) (laughs) i would i would be dead on the street the second the internet cuts off oh it was so bad like i was so bored and i had to use 4g on my phone and it was running out and i was like oh shit this is the end this is the end for clemps it was bad I mean, you can always get one of those, like, generators or, like, handheld batteries where you can, like, turn the crank to get a little bit of juice. I mean, at the same time, you've got to keep in mind, I live in a country where we don't have aircon. Oh, <laughs> we, God. We, like, Fair enough. Exactly. Need I say more? <laughs> but, like, I don't know, but would you sit and turn a crank for an hour just to get ten minutes of, <laughs> of Danganronpa time? Yes! You know? <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> Speaking of Danganronpa, I have to say the the first game really had a, an effect on me. I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did, mm-hmm. um, because I was expecting it to be like a flat out visual novel, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So, so when I was like in control of the character, I was like, "Whoa, like this is cool!" And then, like, obviously, I will I won't spoil it for anyone. Don't worry, anyone listening, I will I will not. All I'm gonna say is that uh, my favorite character is Sakura. Yes, thank Ogami. you. She's absolutely so good. She's a hero. Yeah, I, no, I was. No. I just loved her from from beginning to end. She was amazing. So, like, one of the things about Danganronpa two is uh, not two, but rather one of the things mm. about the, the the series itself. I feel is that they give you these like freak pick characters. Sometimes they give you like the cast of normal anime people, and then here's this weirdo that's clearly not meant to fit in. Uh huh. And, and like, they kind of make it so that you're supposed to go, ooh, who's this weird person? Stay away from me. Yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. always like, no, I want to spend as much time with that person as <laughs> right? possible. That's, that person that you're making super weird and freaky is actually awesome. Exactly. You know? No, no, absolutely. Uh, I, but I will say a slight disagreement in, a, in the first game with um, the otaku guy. Oh yes, for sure, mm, for he, sure. He he but was I, just like far too tropey and annoying, and I think that's that's his point. But I was still like, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward, you know, for when you eventually go, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I I'm I'm mainly I'm mainly referring to like the there's like a lot of there's like martial artist type characters. That oh yeah, yeah, yeah kind of come in and are treated as these like giant weirdly proportioned people. They really and they are. just. You know, and I'm just like, don't don't play this game with me where you think I'm not going to hang out with them. Because I'm going <laughs> to take your normal anime kids and get them out of my face. Yeah, I right? want to go hang out with Sakura. It, oh, Absolutely. She's, she's, oh, I, I want to be friends with her, man. It sucks. What a badass. She's yeah. so, so good. For anyone who hasn't played the game yet, make sure you play it and befriend Sakura. Like, we we need a fan club. She's amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh man, but no, um, I guess speaking, speaking of anime in general, um, I have just been to MCM London, which is the big anime convention over here in England. Okay. Uh, yes, probably, probably one of the biggest, obviously, because it's in London. Um, so it's kind of where a lot of people like migrate to and, um, Saturdays are absolutely abysmal because you have to use your elbows to move through the crowds. Um, but my, my adventure hasn't been, it, it wasn't all, you know, sunshine and daisies. 
Oh boy. No, no, no. I've I've been wanting to talk about this. Um, so I, I guess we can also link this into just like general bad con experiences. Yikes. Yes. How many people? Um. Well, okay. So here's what happened. Um. Although I will say, like, also hopefully, you know, you've got some uh some stories you can regale us with as well. That'll be. That'd be beautiful. If you're willing to share them, of course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, yeah, one, it depends. Some of, them, <laughs> some of them are shareable. Some of them are not. I I feel you. I feel you there. <laughs> Don't worry. One's, one's which you're, you're fine with making public. Um, right. Okay, so I packed my suitcase. I had my little um, carry-on luggage that I brought with me to go and see um, Pat and Paige. You know, I kind of brought it specifically for the Canada trip. And I was like, well, I'm not going to be there for long. You know, I'll pack light. Uh, and I'll bring my, my backpack, which I can kind of put, you know, nerd shit into. Right. Um. So, you know, I go there. I meet with my friend Will. Uh, he's called B-Mask on YouTube. I'm going to quickly plug him right here because he does amazing videos on uh, Crash Bandicoot Spyro. He also does things about um uh, musicals, which I think are really interesting. He does super good content amazing guy and he was he was kind enough to to have me at his place from for the con weekend um so i meet up with him in liverpool street you know where we're bantering back and forth everything is fine uh get onto the train back to his place and you know after uh, it's maybe been three hours since i left the house at this point you know a little bit tired we're walking back to his place and i realize that i've left my suitcase on the train bah. yep um, so it's like, oh, fuck, like... That's a bad one. You have that moment where your heart just runs out of your mouth and starts yeah. sprinting towards the location. Yep. So I'm like, yep. Will, I, we have a big problem here. And he's like, okay, suitcase. And he goes, ah! So, so we mm -hmm. run back to the train station and it's left. It's gone. Ugh. It's gone Ugh. back to London. That suitcase had all of my clothes, it had my toiletries, it had my shaver, it had my passport, it had Ugh. everything I needed in it. Now, thankfully, for some reason, like, like a little bit of luck was on my side, where I had some deodorant in my backpack, I had um, my train ticket, and all that, like, that was all in there, so at least I didn't have to pay another ticket to get back home. Huh. Um... Passports are rough. One, I man. yeah, I know. Tell me about it. Um, so I, I at, the, at the time I had this mindset where I was like, mm -hmm. you know, like I, there's nothing we can do about it now. Like I don't want this to ruin my weekend. Mm -hmm. You know, let let's just um report it as lost. And uh, I don't know if you guys have it over there, but in England we have a, an app for like lost items that are on the London lines. Um, super we useful. We might, but I've never looked into it. Yeah, it's uh, incredibly useful. It's called Missing X. Um, cool. Okay. So I, I, I put it as lost and everything, um, you know, and I'm like, well, there's nothing we can do. We'll just, you know, um, and again, Will is kind enough to give me clothes to wear. Right. So this is, this is what I mean. He's a, just, he's a nice, nice guy. Like, he wasn't even rolling. He was just like, look, Luke, I'm going to give you as many clothes as you need, man. And I'm like, oh my God, you're such a nice guy. Um, so if you look at photos of me and I'm wearing a Legend of Zelda shirt, that's Will's because I don't really play that franchise. But I was like, listen, I will, I will wear like anything you give me. So that sucked. Yeah. That sucked. And then the next morning, things got even worse 
Um, now, again, nothing of this has to do with with Will. It's just, um, you know, the unfortunate circumstances that happened. Um, so mm. I wake up feeling okay. Uh, but on the journey there, I start to feel very, very sick. So eventually we get to Comic-Con and I'm feeling rough. Like, probably the worst I've felt in a few months. And I'm like, mm. oh no, what is... What else could go wrong? And sure enough, everything that could go wrong with my body went wrong. I'm talking every end. Uh... Yeah, exactly. I don't need to go into too much detail there. But this is a this is boiling hot convention weekend, right? Yeah. Scorching Usu- hot. Usually you're worried about catching a con flu, like, but here you're like bringing something exactly. in. Exactly. I'm I am the person who brought the con flu this time. And I'm like, uh. oh my god. So now the best thing about it obviously was meeting with with fans and stuff like that and meeting with people who who like my stuff so i do this thing where i meet with people and i go ah oh, you know hi great to meet you great to meet you i'd then take a break to go to the bathroom and just <laughs> just hawk it out in the fucking toilets i'd fucking uh... yeah wipe my mouth go back out and be like hey everybody like what we we go into a bar and there's like eight people who are like having drinks with me and they're all offering me booze but i'm just like i nah. i cannot no oh, way. No way. So again, it's the just, thing where, like... Just fill up the rubber glove as an emergency. Oh my god. I, I, to be <laughs> fair, I wish I could have brought them. But, but here's the thing. Those rubber gloves, if you wear them for more than 10 minutes, it is... Oh, for sure. It is rank. <laughs> like, no, that's one thing. A lot of people are like, oh, his, his hands are probably so clean. And it's like, listen, the gloves are clean. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's about it, my friend. But no, um, so... On the train back, like, I am, I, I had this thing, because uh, in the past, I had something called a stomach migraine. Okay. And That's it, new. It, so, what it basically does is it gives you side effects that are slightly similar to a stroke. Right? What? Yeah. And, like, you're, you're, like, one half of, like, one half of me kind of goes numb, and, like, I was, like, paralyzed in my own body, and I was like... Oh! Like they're they're absolutely horrible, and I felt those side effects going back on the train, <coughs> and I was like, "Please, not now, not now." So I turn God. around to Will, and like I'm shaken at this point, and I'm like, "Will, I'm not feeling good, man." <laughs> like, mm. And it, thankfully, the the big like bad shit didn't actually happen. Like, I, it, a lot of it is caused from um like stomach strain and shit. But I was like, "Oh no." But then we 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 get back to Will's, and he's giving me as much like bot- bottled water as I need. We're watching the nostalgia critic movies to laugh at them, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and boy howdy, are they funny! Um, <laughs> and like he's pausing it for me whenever I'm feeling ill, and he's he's like uh, being an absolute star. But then thankfully on the Saturday I woke up and I'm fine. Okay. Yeah, it's just like all of a sudden it's like like the the sun has come out. And it's not overbearing, and I'm like, oh, and I, it's literally like, like Will kind of knocks on the room where I'm sleeping. And is like, you all right, mate? And I'm like, Will, I'm better. <laughs> like, hooray! <laughs> so after that, the convention was absolutely perfect. Like, couldn't have been a better okay. con experience. Probably one of the best con experiences I've had in my life. How ironic that the first two days were probably the worst. Yeah, of of three. Yeah, I went for the whole three-day um, okay. con experience. So, 
you know, I arrived did, to his on a Thursday and it was just, whoa. Did you get your bags? No. Ah. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. Okay. But, you know, at the same time, you know, I've, I've replaced some of the clothes I brought. Uh, there were a few of my favorite shirts in there, so I'm super bummed out about that. But um, mm. I've had to cancel my passport because you have to. You have to. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. So it's like, oh, man. Like, it, it sucks. But at the same time, like, it's... End of the day, it's my fault for forgetting. Um, so something I've recently, hmm. something I've recently been uh, like getting into, I guess I should say, is like uh, there's this uh, product called Tile. Tile and Tile, and and it's uh, there's different versions of it, but you can get a keychain, you can get a little card or whatever, and it's <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> and it's essentially a um, little USB tracker uh-huh. that. Uh, connects to your phone, and then if you lose your wallet or oh. whatever the thing that it's attached to, you can find it. That is genius. Yeah, it's a it's like a basically a pinging device for yourself only. That is, and I uh, need that. I have it for my keys, but like you can get it for other things as well, and basically just turn it on and and you know oh. see where it's at, and it's like. Mainly for just if you're traveling, you know, in a situation where you're like, oh no, it, something might end up somewhere. Yeah, that no, would let totally. You just straight up find it on a map. Mm-hmm. In the same way you can find your phone. I I need that. Hey, Tile, I'm gi- giving you yeah, a yeah, cheeky plug. Yeah. God damn, that is that is yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, some other people who are listening will actually uh, make use of that because I I could have used that over the weekend. It was. No, I, I, that's a, it's a horrible feeling. Do you know what I mean? Where you're just like, absolutely, yeah. yeah man. Like I remember on the train back, I had this moment where I was like, oh, what a fantastic weekend. But then you, you look to your left and you don't have your suitcase, and you're just like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, and like we went to the uh, to the lost and found like every day. And the thing about uh, something I found with London, especially, is that. Most people just don't give a shit in train stations. Like, they, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like they just don't want to be working that day. So, yeah, yeah you, you ask them, like, um, you know, oh, have you got anything in there? It's like, yeah, let me go. Let me go have a look. What's your name? Lou. Uh, uh, it's not there. It's like, oh, all right, thanks. So every single day, not a smile on their face. And it's yeah, like, oh. well, because because there's someone before and after you that's got the exact same question. And it just continues. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so. and especially with London, because, you know, it's it's havoc there. I, I've always said I like visiting London, but living in London, no. Mm. No way. It is um, far too busy for me. I, I like being a little kind of countryside town boy, do you know what I mean? I, I, I know what you mean. I just couldn't disagree more, <laughs> because... <laughs> I've, I've, uh, you know, I, I've spent my time, I've did, done my time in the islands in the Caribbean. Oh, shit. And, uh, I'm good with that life. I want downtown, I want burning roasters chicken signs <laughs> in my window. You know what I mean? Like, I don't no, I care. Like, I want to be as central as possible. And, uh, I like everything being about 30 steps away from me. I will say that when I went to go visit Montreal, it is like I could see myself living there and not being stressed out, but London, hmm. it is stress for me. Okay. Because okay. the thing about Montreal is that it's very wide, right? 
like the roads. Is this sounds bizarre to somebody who's living there? You're like, what the fuck? Wide? What the fuck are you talking about? But like, hmm. like all of the roads are wide as hell. Um, it's very spacious. Like there could be a lot of people walking, and it's like it's fine. You can still make your way on the sidewalk. But in London, it's very cramped. Okay. Very cramped, and there's a lot of people. So I I like to have space to walk and everything. And like, don't get me wrong, my town isn't like, you know, like barren of anything. Like it has everything you need, and there's a, it's a one hour train journey to London. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's bad, but it's just I I don't know. Like I f- I feel like a lot of it comes to like like social issues and stuff like that, and how it's like you know I like to. I like to go to bed and not hear car horns beeping at my window incessantly. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, everyone's different. But, like, one thing that I I feel like I see a trend in is that um, wherever... I feel like wherever you grow up, a lot of the time, becomes the place you don't want to be. I completely Uh, agree with that. I, I, you know, I I always, like, think about... um, People who grew up way out in the country that are like, I'm trapped, this is boring, this sucks, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, yeah. And then people who are in the city that romanticize the quiet countryside, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, they move out there and then they have kids and then those kids are like, I gotta get out of <laughs> yeah. here. And then yeah. switch it's, back. It's like know? a game of tennis, like mm-hmm. just going back and forth. It, do- it reminds me of an episode of uh, Always Sunny. Um, uh, which one? Where Mac and Dennis move to the suburbs. Oh, I haven't seen it. It's it's great. Basically, it's the exact thing you're talking about, where they're, they're just yeah. sick of living in Philly. And then they're like, we got to move to the suburbs. We've got to have some of the suburbs. And then, like, all they can hear is, like, the um the fire alarm. Like, batteries aren't being changed. So there's the beep going through the house, and it's pitch silent apart from this beep. And it ends up being, like, Chinese water torture. Or they can hear, like, <laughs> they can hear, like, all of this stuff going on in the suburbs that are just, like, like, it's, it's quiet. All you can hear is, like, the boop. Of that, and then there's like the boiler outside just rumbling, right. and like right, it eventually right. turns into this thing where Mac and Dennis just turn on each other and become like really violent and clingy to each other, and they're like, <laughs> it's, it's a really, really good episode. <laughs> nice, okay, yeah, no, that one's fantastic. Oh man, so yeah, other, other than that, I mean, do you have like any con stories you'd be willing to share? Anything that's like popped uh, up in your brain? I mean, oh man, I'm. It, it's it's like usually it's it, it's fine. I'll, all I can say is that um, you know, it, like sometimes you you try to take a little bit too much on your plate. And for me, uh, there was the a weekend at Con Bravo when I decided to do my Lucio outfit uh-huh. while having all the events, while having all the meetups and such. Yeah. And um, don't don't stack your plate too high. <laughs> don't do it. Like. I feel like you kind of have to dedicate yourself towards a thing mm-hmm. if you're going to do a con because, like, the times that I've gone for to do, like, cosplay things, I haven't really gone for best friend stuff or so sure. and whatnot and, and or to just hang out with friends and so on. But when you overlap all those things, you just die uh-huh. halfway through the day. Um, the and, and so, like, I feel like, yeah, I don't know, maybe, like, barely by 3 or 4 o'clock, like, my half of my Lucio outfit is falling off of me and like they're armored legs. So like I'm sweating up inside those legs and I'm dragging myself out to the meetup and people are like, Willie, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm great. (laughs) Yeah. Time to drop the beat. Yo, hey, (laughs) Oh, you know, let's break it down. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> and like I say, and like the suit's literally breaking down off of me, if oh. anything, you know. Um, it, yeah, just, you know, but mainly that, mainly just kind of not, um, not planning that out too well. Uh, uh, and, and you know, and I, I learned my lesson. It was still a good time, but it's like, if I'm going to go for a, an outfit, just do the outfit. And if I'm going to go to meet people, do that alone. Mm-hmm. Don't try to crisscross, mix match it. No, um, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like the hours can just like whittle away at a convention. So you're like rushed off your feet. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 you know, and it depends on like what type of event too, because like, um, Con Bravo, you know, which is the event I'm talking about, like, is a good time that like it has an, a start and end point, whereas something like Magfest just kind of goes until you can't go anymore. <laughs> that is a convention <laughs> you know? I am, I'm dying to go to, actually. Yeah. Mm. Magfest is a good time, but it just, it's literally all day, all night. Uh huh. You know, so it's like until you have nothing left, until your bar is drained. <laughs> you know, uh. Yeah, no, totally. Um, you push it. I think me and my, me and my friend, uh, paper bag animator, we kind of had this like idea rattling in our head where we're going to like go there together because we're both little, little island boys. He's from Ireland, I'm from tiny little England, and we'll just go there together, all shaking in our boots. It's a good time. It's a good time. And it's it's also kind of like, like uh, there's there's a, 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 yeah, a steady group of YouTube friends that are like, you know, showing up each year and kind of becoming like a circle. Like, yeah, like I feel like a little bit of a, a, yeah, it's becoming a bit of a YouTube crowd inside of it. You know? I, I'm fine with that. That sounds great. <laughs> Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, no, definitely. And I I think, like, uh, because I looked at my metrics and it's, like, um, 80% of my audience are from America. So I feel like like going there is kind of like a service to them as well. Yeah. There's a lot of Americans that listen to our stuff. There's a a bunch (laughs) who listen to my fucking bullshit. (laughs) Oh, man. But we're um, we're proper, we're proper uh, queen-serving folk. (laughs) You and I with oh, our that I keep forgetting. I keep, <laughs> our Commonwealth. I keep yeah. forgetting that. It it <laughs> seems so wacky to me. Like I'm like, oh yeah, the the Queen has her foot over there. She's she's reached her old fucking wrinkled leg all the way over to Canada. It's kind of like chilling yep. there. It's on our money. It's absolutely. It's very strange. I don't really get it because like when I think of England, I don't think of Canada. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's just, that's but, wacky to me. Yeah, and, and same for, like, New Zealand as well. Like, yeah. she's on the money over there, too, you know, like. But, but then, like, you see these videos of, like, the English royal family, like, going over to Canada or, like, New Zealand, and everyone's going, like, ah! <laughs> like, okay, they're, like, clapping their yeah. fucking thighs together, being like, woohoo! Like, what? Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, 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 no, exactly. And, like, like, God they... bless her. Like, I, uh, people who say, and I, 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 I am kind of on this line where they're, like, um, you know, we, we should just get rid of the English royal family. And I'm like, no, no, if we did that, the English tourism rates would plummet mm. to the ground. Like, a lot of people visit England just to see Buckingham Palace and stuff like that. Yeah. So well, it's like, just yeah. the, the fact that, like, uh, like, any royal, any wedding, anything just takes over the news cycle sure for does. months. Um, and I, I remember hearing about how um, when... Whatever the last marriage was, uh, <laughs> the, the last one, yeah, yeah, the one before this one, when when uh the when she got pregnant, that there was a like a an increase in pregnancies in the UK. Oh my! Of God. people that wanted to like like 
get pregnant at the same time or have kids at the same time as um um what's her name um her, oh my um, middleton kate middleton that's the one i like how you Le- knew it and i didn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah they, they, there was there was a uh, uh, like get pregnant with kate at the same time was that, an actual uh, sentiment i i know, love I my like, country wow. but i i hate my country <laughs> That's that is so bizarre. I don't I don't get it. But you know, if it makes people happy, mm-hmm, then mm-hmm, whatever, mm-hmm. let them do what they want to do. <laughs> but the royal family I'm, don't really affect me, so let them do what they want. Yeah, I mean, you know, Japan still has an emperor, he which I keep forgetting. Hangs out, doesn't really do much, but it's there. God, God know, bless like, him. Yeah, <laughs> I do the same. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> that's the way to live. Mm-mm. And then, like, you hear about, like, I, I think the other day I was like, oh yeah, like, Sweden's got, like, a like a king or a queen, and I'm like, since when? Right, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Bad. Like, you, you hear about, like, Sweden, and I, I never, like, I never think about, like, their royal family, but then for some reason with England, it's so, like, ingrained in, like, worldwide culture that, like, as soon as you think of England, you think of the queen, and you think of crumpets, and you think of, like... All bit like having tea and crumpets with the queen, and it's like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> well, maybe, perhaps that you th- that that has a little something to do with the colonizing and such. Hang on from a minute, way the, the, back the, the, when the, the waterizing. <laughs> what are you What are you talking about here? We don't remember. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe maybe the culture that you speak of was oh. put onto boats and shipped and exported. <laughs> Around the world. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, feel, I feel like you're, you're spreading a bunch of lies right now. I'm spreading lies with the language you taught me. <laughs> Woo! God bless the queen! <laughs> I love the her. La- my tongue only only spoken because of what you you have taught me, sir. <laughs> it's all because of me. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's one thing. Like, as far as um, like living in England and everything, like I never ever, um, I, I I guess I'm not the most patriotic English person in the world. I kind of treat this place as a bit of land I live on. Ah, uh, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like right, because like I think I don't know what it is. I think I've never really grown up with that sense of being like, yeah, England's like the the bestest place to live. It's like no, no, like I think I've. I think I'm so, like, bitter with the world now. It's just like, nah, I think wherever I live, things are going to be pretty fucked up. Hmm. So I don't really kind of hold any sort of, like, patriotism to things, you know, and all that shit. Yeah, I I, I definitely get that. I mean, you know, I live in a city where, like, the hockey game determines whether it's safe to go out or not. (laughs) Right? I have heard about that, yeah. There's, that's a a thing. Um, But at the same time, like, I, I do like the city i'm in because of the attributes that i've seen f- for myself mm. you know what i mean it's no, not yeah. just because of uh like okay you're here and this is what you learned and this is what your parents said so go habs go mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. like uh, i definitely um i choose to live here because i like you know have grown to like the the aspects of it that i find lacking in other cities yeah absolutely um but that's just i don't i wouldn't consider that patriotism you know what i mean like that's yeah. just kind of like realistic uh-huh. i guess no, definitely, definitely. And uh, I, I will say, obviously, you know, having been to Canada now, it's a, it's a beautiful country. So if, if England ends up sinking into the waves, which it will, <laughs> I'll probably end up jumping over there or something if it ever happens in my lifetime. Because, gosh, 
that always freaks me out, man. Like, whenever you see on the news, I don't know why, like, you see things like, oh, they've predicted in, like, 70 years, half of England is going to be under sea. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> I can't Really? Wait. Yeah, yeah. They just say that, like, oh, you know, like, pretty much like, oh, with the, the growing oceans and everything like that, like, a lot of, like, seaside towns are just going to be gone. And I'm like, that's, that's terrifying. Yeah, like, I, I've heard, like, California, you know, being in, like, a similar situation where they're like, any minute now, guys! Yeah, any exactly. Any minute now! It's, but, uh, it's really scary, and, like, you, you, like, I looked at the map, like, of, like, how much of England is gonna be underwater, and of course my section is, like, like being engulfed by Cthulhu, and I'm like, god damn it! <laughs> <laughs> god damn it! So, probably well, won't be living here for much longer. <laughs> You could always uh, retreat to Sealand off the coast. That's good. Go and live on a mountain, laugh as everyone drowns. <laughs> yeah, there's that the, like that Sealand barge. That thing's still up. Oh I yeah. I think it's like I think it's two two miles off the coast of your of of you your, where you are. The uh, there's a uh, a barge that was abandoned after the war. Oh cool. And <laughs> and then a family found it, and because it was in international waters. They declared it Sealand and made it a country. That's great. <laughs> I love that. And oh, they actually man. they've defended it and stuff. It's kind of nuts. Go look it up. It's crazy. That is that is pretty crazy. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love There's passports that. and everything. Anyway. Yes. Um. Right. So I think now is a pretty good section to move on to some questions. What do you think? Sounds good. Um, awesome. Actually, I was going to ask, um, mm. one of the other things I've been playing it was oh, yeah. uh, Curse of the Moon, uh, oh. Bloodstained. Have you had a chance to try that? Yes. Yeah, actually, think? I bought it the other day. Um, I think it's great. Mm -hmm. It it feels exactly like little old Clempsy is a tiny baby playing those games, only it, it feels like obviously more responsive, and I like that. Yeah, uh, I'm not someone that grew up playing a lot of the old classic Castlevanias, so mm. uh, there were rules that literally I had to figure out that I didn't know, like um, falling off of stairs uh. when you don't press down was a thing I didn't know. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was a ton of fun, and I, I find the um, the character switching mechanic is really really well thought out. Like yes. you're flipping through those characters like uh, Mega Man esque in mm. a way. But also preserving your life bar and, you know, you can kind of learn to cast spells with one person, switch back to another. Um, it really, it's just, it was a whole lot of fun to play. Um, I just, and yeah, go ahead. I, was gonna say, I just think it's crazy that they actually did it. Mm -hmm. You know, like, they're making Bloodstained, which I think looks great, by the way. Like, I, I can't wait to play that. But then, even if the game isn't good, we have this... This, like, technically a prequel to it, which is a standalone game by itself, and it's bravo, like... Yeah, yeah, and, and, and it's it's a pretty, like, complete package, too, with its nightmare mode, you know, and, oh, totally. and like, like, it took a lot longer to go through than I expected. I thought this, I was going to sit down for, like, an hour. Same, um, same. But it, it, it had a good bit of content. It's just, it's just crazy to me, again, that they just went through and actually did it. Like, KG Inafune, like, when you compare it... To what mm -hmm. they did, it's like, they, these guys know what they're doing. And uh, I just found out, I didn't even realize there's uh, about, like, solo Zangetsu runs. Oh, really? Yeah, so uh, when you get to, when you get asked to team up with the, the different characters mm. as you go through it, you can reject that. Oh. 
and instead kill the characters. What? And then you get a completely different power that applies to your main character. I didn't know this. This sounds great. Yeah. And so you can actually go through the game like with an alternate set of, of, of power-ups that only apply to your main guy. Whoa. Um, but it's harder because you only have that one character. When you so every death, you don't get to switch to another before it uh you lose a life, you know? That's so cool. So it makes the game a bit harder, but you get some extra stuff out of it, and it's a different type of run entirely. I yeah. I am like I, There's I'm, more I'm, to it, man. No, definitely. I'm I'm feeling so happy for Castlevania fans right now, like diehard Castlevania <laughs> fans who've been <clears throat> like begging for this stuff for ages, and like, hey, that you know, if they come with some with some dang good games, yeah. Um, I feel like you know the it's it's like the yeah the same feeling you gotta got from like Shovel Knight and whatnot. Like oh, it's like Shovel Knight. games that can't that come along that there's a lot of games that come along that like emulate retro. Mm-hmm. Um. But not as meant, not a ton of them do it super accurately. I completely agree. Yeah. And this is one that does it really accurately, and like it doesn't feel like it's cheating. You yeah. Know? It might be at places, but I didn't notice. I I feel like Shovel Knight is one of those games I, I I've actually been returning to quite a lot lately. It's so replayable, and the fact that they've got like another bit coming oh, yeah. out with a, a King Knight. Yeah, they they give you tons of reasons to go back to it for sure. This is so cool, and like. I, I see a lot of people going like, oh, you know, where's Shovel Knight 2? And it's like, that, those are kind of the expansions, really. Like, At this point, yes, there's enough content to really consider that. that. Yeah, like Spectre Knight? That was a, that was a new game. Yep, yeah, no, there the Yacht Club is like building a, a, a house and then a mansion on top of that house. And, and it's, you know. it's standing. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's great. It's, it's a really really solid thing. Yeah, they are not building it on the sand. Like they have a foundation, and it's it's beautiful. And yeah, just just the music in Shovel Knight, and that's one thing from Blur, the new Bloodstained game that I wasn't a big fan of. I thought the music, apart from maybe uh, a few of them, I was like, especially the boss music. The boss oh, music yeah. was yeah. I, I don't know, like. I I feel like the OST is fine, but I I feel I feel like Shovel Knight's really spoiled me with that. Like, well, Jack, hmm. Jake Kaufman, the God, like that's Vert, you know, doing sure. his yeah, doing his thing in, in Shovel Knight. Um, I do, I really I liked the, the music in Bloodstained, and there was even like a, a remix of the original um the, the the demo music from the 3D game. Yeah, like uh, apparently there's a remix of that in in one of the levels as well, but. Um, I I was pleasantly surprised by it. I've I got also... about like halfway through it right now because I'm switching okay. between like Splatoon two and this. Um, so right. I've been kind of having a, a lot of fun on both. But um, more than hmm. more than anything though, though, I found the boss fights to be like really cool. Like the, the, I was yeah. expecting, I was expecting Castlevania werewolves, Frankenstein mm-hmm, mm-hmm. skeletons, you know. And instead, I'm getting these basically Mega Man X bosses. The second boss was. Uh, it, I it was a challenge for me. Yeah, it was hard. It, it, and they have their they, they they have their like final attack phase moments kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's a lot there, and like I don't want to spoil, but mm. like later on, like it gets pretty anime. <laughs> like there's what? some bosses that just go full anime on you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. Oh, that makes me so happy. I'm so excited. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like um. I, I do remember when Shovel Knight was originally coming out, and obviously there was a lot of um, a lot of kind of backlash against the whole Kickstarter thing because a lot of people going to scam people out of it, and then mm-hmm. it's like, ah, is, is Shovel Knight going to live up? And 
you know, it's got an amiibo now. Yes. It's done that well. And it's like, good for you guys. Like, damn, that is so impressive. And it it, it just like psychs me out of it whenever I'm, I'm thinking about Shovel Knight. And then you remember that people like paid a lot of money to get their OCs into Shovel Knight. And then the guy who made the Boomerang Kid... Raze? Yeah. Yeah, the guy who made him is, like, really obsessed with his character. Um, where he, like, he has, like, this massive, like, ten-page document about the character and, like, his commission rates are really extreme. And then Yacht Yacht Club are pretty much just like, yeah, we're just gonna do what we want with him. (laughs) I didn't know that. Yeah. Really? Honestly, search it up. Yeah, like, obviously, you know, God bless him, it's his OC, whatever, but, um, at (laughs) the same time, like... Is that a story? (laughs) There's this one video of the guy, like, doing, like, an LP of, um, Shovel Knight, and, like, when his OC comes up, he just does this thing where, like, like, his character says a line, and he's just like, "Ah!" (laughs) It's just like, he's just, like, (laughs) laughing really, really hard at it, and I'm like, Wow. Oh, buddy. Um, buddy like i I, yeah apparently it's the kind of thing where like a lot of people were surprised that like uh he didn't get his character into like undertale like because his character uh has been in a lot of stuff ah yeah okay Okay. i think he's the kind of like again no shade towards the guy because god bless him if he has the money to do it make your make your your man real do you know what i mean now, what kind of asshole would spend their money to get their OC into all kinds of games like Shovel Knight? What kind of jerk I would push their low lore so hard? Like, how up your own ass do you have to be, you know? Something about that, oh, I no. tell you. Oh, no. <laughs> the shade is dropping. Uh, was it, oh, what was the... um? Oh, there was another thing. It's kind of... um. Damn, it's gone out of my head. I was trying to think of another one. I'm going to go ahead and clarify there, just in case, because I'm not too sure you know, but are you familiar with the Baz? Oh, no, that's what I was, to- that's what I was thinking of. Okay, just yeah. making sure. No, totally, okay. that's what I was thinking of. All right, yeah. all right. No, absolutely. Just clarifying. Uh, so, no, but I was trying to think. There was there was another one. I, I think the funniest one for me was um, a guy who got his character into Undertale. I don't know if you've heard of this. You may have. Um, mm. but Toby Fox made the character, like, incredibly hard to find. Like, the kind of thing where I think it's like, you you have to be playing it on, like, a specific date to actually Whoa. encounter it. It's something like that. Because, um, it was a big, furry, fetish character. Uh, okay. Who shakes his tail around back and forth and like it's a big like dragonite chubby furry fursona and, what? yeah and and it, it's it wears a fedora <laughs> and and uh and toby fox was like i think he must have been so embarrassed that it got in that he made it a secret boss but then he locked it behind this incredibly hard to find thing and he named the boss i am sorry Wow, I didn't know about that. Yeah, honestly, it's it's super wacky. Like if you Google it, it's it's a it's a trip because you see um the person who commissioned it and he's like um you know it's a bit. I wish it could have been in it a bit more. And it's like, well, I mean, to be fair, like you did pay a lot of money. It's 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 an interesting topic, but it's still really yeah. funny. Yeah, no, it's it's that's that's um 
Okay, I'm trying to I'm trying to be careful with my words right, here, but right? it's kind of yeah. No, that's a difficult thing because I, on the one hand, yeah. it's a business transaction in mm-hmm. a way, you know, like you've you've this is what you've promised to yeah. deliver. On the other hand, as the creator, you're hoping that your product doesn't lose its integrity. Exactly. You know, like there's something um, like like Muffet, like the spider. Mm-hmm. It works. That's perfectly. a great one. Yeah, that's a great one. Yes. Yeah, it, it works Absolutely. perfectly into the game. Like it works in with all that. But then you have this this big chubby dragonite with a fedora, and you're like, how? <laughs> yeah. So how? I think, like, all I can really say to that, I guess, is that I think um, you can tell how the people making the game feel about what your OC or whatever it is that you add. I think you can tell how they feel about it by how they treat it. Uh huh. And like Muffet is a great example because mm. of like she gets so much prominence because totally. she's such a great character. Yeah, you know, it, amazing. It, it, it deserves design. it, and and it, it absolutely is one of the greatest songs as well. Oh, it's great. during that boss fight. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like floored and really like just super happy that like Yacht Club saw fit to like bring the Baz back. Yeah, you know, in the ways that they did. Like that's super fun and and flattering i guess they just really liked him and was, that's yeah. cool because the the worry is that you're going to be like oh no i'm adding something that's going to take away from this experience mm. you know like that's a huge fear that you have uh with that and i think like with everything that we we every time we throw to pull the curtain back we throw the baz into a game every time we're stupid and we just <laughs> go like fuck it let's push him <laughs> in let's push him for summer slam um <laughs> We like we actually have that conversation though, where we're like, okay, let's be real. Mm-hmm. Is this going to actually take away from the experience in some way, That's or good. will it complement? Right? Yeah. And um, and even and when we think it'll complement, we also are really, really like clear with you know the the director or whoever the you know the developers in general when we have that conversation to be like. Please mold this to fit your narrative or your plans Absolutely. as best as you can. Totally. Um, and thankfully that happened in Dive Kick. You know, the Baz ended up working out as a character that fits into that kind of wacky game. Yeah. And um, it sounds like it's going to be pretty cool in Indivisible. You you got him into Indivisible? It sounds like it's going to be pretty cool. I didn't even... Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> yeah, we had a bit of a contest. And uh, in the end, um, there's some some fun stuff. And again, it's all about not, not like, breaking, you know, uh, uh, the integrity of what the game has uh-huh. to offer just to get your own rocks off. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. just to be like, oh, see, do not steal mm-hmm. all over the place. Like... Yeah, once you, once you, I think, I think you'll be, you'll be happy with it. I am so yeah. excited. I've, I've been waiting for that game for a while, and part of me was kind of uh, a little, a little bit happy to see that they were delaying it just to make sure everything. And, and right? I, yeah, like they didn't just push it out the door, and it's like unfinished and shit. Like, you know what, guys? I, I want this game to be, to be great. So take your time with it you know by all means i've spent money i can be patient i have other games to play a delayed game will eventually be good but a rushed game is bad forever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I, I, I am holding, shigeru miyamoto i am holding back right now because i've mentioned a specific final fantasy game in every single one of these podcasts but i'm gonna really hold back here i have to like hold my demons back right now <laughs> 
Uh, hmm. I'm talking about Final Fantasy 15 being delayed and then. <laughs> oh, sorry, wipe. A little, a, little, a little demon crawled out of my mouth and it, <laughs> it went back into my mouth again. What happened? I blacked out for a second. <laughs> Where and am here I? I thought, yeah, okay. Here I thought you were talking about that one with all the, the school children from the PSP. Anyway. Oh! Oh! Type... <laughs> that thing. Yeah! Type, type zero. Uh, type zero? Type, type zero. Yeah, man. Yeah. Fucking type zero. <laughs> that, that is... I, I, I will say real quickly with type zero, bringing it to the PS4, this is going to sound really bizarre. I think it was almost a mistake because it it's so... It really doesn't... like It, it plays like the very definition of a handheld game. Yeah. And playing it on the PS4 is really strange. <coughs> it's because it. Uh, mm, go on. Well, I just I was gonna say that like I I think it doesn't matter though in the sense that like the curiosity to have it would always be there. Uh huh. And and there's a certain point you hit where it's like that's too many generations ago. We can't bring it back in a way. Yeah. Like like it, it it's almost like it's it was better that it existed than ended up becoming like uh before crisis oh God. where all you're doing is just going like i know it's some dumb old phone game but i want to know what i'm missing for real what does it say yeah. what does it say about the turks teach me more you know and then they bring in a new weapon out of nowhere it's yeah like, oh guys like what is going on but yeah no i i i, I get you i get you um so if we can yes uh, yes shimmy on to some patron questions first um i've got one here specifically uh for you woolly and it's from i won't say full names just for clarification here if like any of you on patreon are like oh god i hope he doesn't like do nah don't worry don't worry um so we've got one here spots yeah exactly we got one here from joshua and they say how did woolly get into the fgc does he have a single game that got him into it or was it just over time uh so i guess um, though I'll say that like before the FGC, there was just FG, and uh, that's fighting games. And the way I got into fighting games was because, uh, growing up, I was in a house with a whole bunch of kids, uh-huh. a lot of cousins, siblings, just a giant like rolling pig pen of a mess of kids, <laughs> and, and um, and yeah, and and, and uh, we would always like go rent games you know from the video store on sundays and things like that and so when you're like whatever eight or nine kids you know all in a house um you're not gonna sit down and play dragon quest you Uh know like you're not gonna sit down and play an rpg you're gonna play multiplayer games only we were only allowed to go and rent games that could be played multiplayer and um if you're playing Contra, that's a multiplayer game and that's fine. But if you're got a, if you've got a whole bunch of kids that all want to play, what's the best way to pass the controller around quickly and let everyone get a game in? Okay. Fighting games. Yeah. Right? Straight up. Um, so it's a genre that just lends itself to, you know, like a lot of people want to play a game for a short period of time so that everyone can get a turn. It's it's one of the best things for that, uh, and is, I feel like this is really wholesome. <laughs> well, I feel like it explains like why a lot of like people that I that I that are into fighting games that I know like it, it's it's kind of similar backgrounds in a way, and okay. um, 
from sort of growing up with, you know, all these kids and we're all trying to like get a game in and, and, mm. and winter stays on. So you want to fight to be the best because you want to play more. So you want to, you know what I mean? Like yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah. driven to, to be good at it. Uh, and then that eventually carries over when you're old enough to go to the arcades to, you know, you're like, oh, like it's a hangout. It's a spot. And like you pop a quarter in, you can spend an hour, you yeah, know, no, like definitely. just going through people. Um, so yeah, eventually like, you know, playing at home, uh, moved on to like killing time after school and, and, uh, making friends in these, you know, like local arcades and, totally. and whatnot. Um, and yeah, I think, uh, it just, it just, it was always just the most, because of my childhood there, it was always just the most important genre to me. It was the one that I, you know, practiced the most, the one I cared about the most, the one I enjoyed the most. Cause I just had fun, like, crashing up against the wall that was my older cousin you know like <laughs> yeah. and he just he was older so he was better at the oh. end and you know but like but like tr- getting a few good hits in like you'd be like okay next time you know and yeah 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 it, it was this wall and, and so i was just addicted to trying to climb it you're and, just like uh, striving to get better exactly and so you know you kind of fast forward to um those years in the mid aughts when they pretty much died out and arcades were dying out as well, and we were just waiting for something, anything, to come back, and, and Street Fighter 4 came back, and um, I had, it's funny, because I had had friends that were, like, the, the craziest, like, the kings of the arcades that I knew, um, but I had never really, and I I'd, and I'd seen, like, you know, obviously the things like the, 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 the Daigo moment, the Daigo parry, and mm. all these things were around, but um, I'd never really, like, spent time going out to tournaments or anything like that until uh when street fighter 4 came out i was so happy that it existed that i just decided to like take my xbox down to a local like bar plug it in and just have weekly meetups where friends would come and we just do rounds we just play and play and play because i was like yay street fighters here (laughs) like but but i don't like online is there but i don't care i want to play against people for real no yeah Um, seriously and so, like, I would go with my friends then down and we'd just, you know, have some beer and we'd play. And then uh, eventually we made a Facebook group that was public and people started randomly bringing friends and joining. And eventually that group got bigger and bigger and bigger till our meetups were swelling. We'd have, like, 30, 40 people coming out to, like, crowd this little bar. I love it. And, I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then eventually some of the, the, the people that came were – I saw some old familiar faces and – they were like, yeah, back in the day, we used to have the, you know, street Montreal Street Fighter community. Um, why don't we start, like, turning these events into tournaments for that? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, and so from there, like, I just kind of got involved in organizing these events on behalf of the local Street Fighter, like, tournament community. Mm. And um, eventually from there, you start talking to the Toronto people, the people in nearby cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And- and before you know it, you're planning trips to Evo, and the rest is history. You know that's so cool. I love that. That's amazing. I I, I don't know. I, f- I wish I really do wish I could get into fighting games more. Um, when I went to Canada and obviously I was around Pat's, he was uh he was teaching me in the most baby tier way possible because I made it clear to him that if he doesn't do that, I would not be able to know a single thing. So. So he did it in a way where he was like literally teaching a toddler how to do it. And it's all on stream as well. Right, right, right. The entire stream was me losing at the tutorial. (laughs) 
And then at the very end of the stream, I finally won my first round, and everyone, everyone in the chat is like, "Ah, oh, Clemps for Evo," <laughs> and, it was, and it was, it felt great. And I'm yeah. like, okay, like you know, I can kind of see myself, like you know, maybe getting into it. But then, unfortunately, you know, as soon as you get back, I kind of go into old habits with my RPGs and stuff like that. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. Fight, but but then I'm always I'm always drawn to Evo, like even though I I might not know the technical aspects of it. It's fucking fun to watch. Absolutely. That's yeah. the best thing is that, um, you know, like there's a lot there's a, I, like I can go on forever about like getting into fighting games and what that involves. And I mm. mean, I even have a, a video series I did about that on uh, Wooly Versus yeah, called yeah, Scrub yeah. Guides uh, that, you know, and like and like getting arcade sticks. And there's so many aspects to it that are there that people want to know about. But um, one of the best things is that like as a spectator sport. It's so perfect because you're not looking at lanes and maps mm-hmm. and races and you know what I mean? Yeah. Like all you're really looking at is two people on screen, two life bars, hit each other until one falls down. Totally. It's so easy to understand on a, on a casual level that, uh, it's perfect for like TV and for broadcasting and for just watching along and getting excited. You know? Absolutely. Like I was, uh, I went to go visit my, <coughs> my mum the other day. <coughs> And uh, the, the the topic came up of of fighting games and like Evo and everything because she's like she wasn't being like dismissive of it, but I think the to- like it came about sports and I was like oh yeah like you know fighting games are now are now becoming like a big thing on like TV and she's like really, and um like explaining to her that it's not necessarily all about watching two people fight it's about watching them outwit each other. Yeah, you know, like it's it's about like scare tactics and everything. Like you see people shuffling, you like oh, you know, you can see what they're doing and everything. It's it's a game of wits and who's gonna like crack first. And I think that's that's what makes it really interesting to me. And like you know, I I, I get into it like quite quite hard whenever Evo comes around. I'm just like ah, <laughs> just yeah, yeah. There's no, there's there's a lot there, and um, it's something that yeah i never get bored of like someone who has no idea what these cons- games actually consist of uh, at high level like i i i always enjoy the first time reaction of like people going oh mm-hmm. okay i see the thing that i didn't understand before where originally you thought it was just about the button bashing yeah <laughs> as as uh, we say it's all about you know just like you know throw out your fireballs whatever who cares these mm-hmm. these games are you know and then you eventually kind of, um, you don't have to get it to the point that you're seeing the chess match, yeah. right? It doesn't have to become that, but to, to just get, uh, someone to understand the basics of like the rock, paper, scissors exchange. Yeah. And how the next time I do this, it's because I'm waiting for you to throw out that paper so that I can cut it with my scissors. Mm-hmm. You know, and just that little moment where you go, ah, you got in my head and you predicted it and then like got me there. It's like a moment where that you're, you just, you suddenly extrapolate that into everything and it yeah. makes it click. You know, you see that your parents can understand like this strategy that goes into sport, people playing sports, the strategy that goes into people playing chess. And this is absolutely that. This it's is a perfect you know, mix. It's, yeah. it's wonderful. I love it. Um, so I think on that note, there's actually a question here from Twitter. And I think this, uh, it links in as well um, for yeah. the, with fighting games. And it's from at, Super Solver Meng, and they say, when picking a main in a fighting game, what are the absolute musts? Uh, Clemps, feel free to answer this one too. 
I, I guess for me, they got to have big old titties, and that's pretty, that's pretty much it for me. Ah, <laughs> uh, a My Shirinui fan, I see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, for me, it's it's just got to be style, first and foremost. Sure. Um, like, I just have to really like the characters, uh, like like appearance and like the way they fight you know their mm-hmm, fighting style mm-hmm. their choice um it's not a hard fast rule but like i tend to like people tend can see my patterns in that i tend to like gravitate towards boxers sometimes i tend to gravitate towards people that just throw punches a lot uh-huh. but um what i tend i, I what i i generally like because I, I enjoy boxing like i i do i'm a box i do boxing myself oh cool yeah. um but like I, I, I tend to like uh, characters that do the thing that the rest of the cast is not doing in the sense that um, if it's a weapon-based fighter and someone just uses their fists, that's what I like, right? Sure. Um, the and the other example I gave is I give is like uh, it's not a, it's not a fighting game per se, but like do you know um, uh, Escaflone? No. No, okay. Well, long story short is it's an anime. It's about Mecha. Oh, and cool. <laughs> um, Mecha, everyone's got their giant mechs and they fight. But there's just one badass named Vargas. And he's got no mech, but he's got a giant sword. And he uses it to keep up. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, like, the person who's got the inherent disadvantage, but it's actually trained so hard that it's just the same. And it's actually... A- like its own advantage in a weird way. Mm. I love that a lot. And so I tend to pick characters that tend to have that. Um and you know, I'm a I'm a huge fan of hashtag punch girls. <laughs> oh, yes. I, that's something I started up on Twitter. Uh, I, I sent you a some picture, time ago. Um back when that was going on of uh the Final Fantasy fourteen like base model for the monk in that okay. game it yeah she looks fantastic she's just a punch and kick girl and she's got a big ponytail she looks amazing but no i'm i am with you a hundred percent all the way i'm i'm waving the flag <laughs> yep yep i i like myself a badass girl i like me some tifa um, oh mm-hmm. T- tifa's mm-hmm. just a classic you know how can any, how I mean, can anyone dislike tifa yeah well i mean i mean it's for the same reason that's why Kaine's the goat mm-hmm like absolute number one with a bullet like no contest yeah um kane was easily my favorite part of that game yeah um but no um just tough you know tough uh uh, badass girl is always a a plus but in general yeah i just you know style style matters I, I feel like it's it's not really necessarily tied to to fighting games, but I, I do agree with you in some ways where like um I kinda gravitate towards a certain thing and we're going way off of fucking fighting games here. We're going straight to Pokemon motherfucker. <laughs> it's like Okay, yeah. Okay. Um now in in like the, the big the big dick leagues in Pokemon where like all of the big competitive stuff, it's very mu- there are like over overused um, the mm-hmm. OU, and then there's like there are there are actual tier lists of Pokemon now. It's like become mm-hmm. like there's like OU, there's like uh, there's like PU, there's um NU, uh, there's uh Uber, which are basically like legendaries, which are like so powerful, like they're not usually allowed in competitions. Um, but I'm the kind of guy who tries to ignore that, and I mm-hmm. just go for like my bros and everything, because mm-hmm. I feel like there's more satisfaction. 
in taking down a team that has... Because the thing about, about playing Pokemon online is that you know when you're fighting, like, a kid, and you know mm-hmm. when you're fighting, like, a neckbeard. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, like okay. you, you okay. know. Because, yeah. because the people who know what they're doing, they're throwing out traps, like, they're throwing out spikes... So basically when a Pokemon enters and re-enters, they'll get hurt upon impact. Right, right, They're doing right. all that. They're putting all of their stage barriers up and everything like that. They're making sure that all their buffs are out. And a kid will just throw out Mewtwo. Mm-hmm. And like he'll have like mm-hmm, a team mm-hmm. of legendaries. And watching a team of legendaries get wiped out by like this team of nothing is so satisfying. So I... <laughs> yeah. It's, it's great. So I always... I, I kind of have like a mix. Like I have a few OUs. Like I love uh, Starmie is one of my favorite all-time pokemon i just love it it's just a nice aesthetically pleasing looking star absolutely it's like what more do you want like i'm actually planning on getting like a uh, a stylized tattoo of it somewhere on me at some point um, yeah, it's symmetrical yeah it's, exactly like i want to get something which looks kind of like a big pattern but it's like, it has the same color scheme because uh, i just really really love that that thing um but you know i'll throw out a starmie that has the rapid spin which gets rid of spikes on the on the ground and everything and and it's it's so bizarre because you realize after a while that Pokemon has a lot of depth to it when it comes to the big competitions. Like you you watch it on on YouTube or something like that, and some of the things these people are doing, you're like, what? Like yeah you, yeah you you don't even realize that some of the moves like like um Trick Room, Trick Room is is a wacky move. It literally reverses all of your stats. So. A slow Pokemon will be the fastest Pokemon in existence if you use Trick Room. So there are then, yeah, there are then teams which are set up around, right, you need a fast Pokemon that can throw out a Trick Room. Uh, You then need, like, so in doubles, you'll then have a slow Pokemon that has insane power. So when you use Trick Room, the second Pokemon will have the advantage over another Pokemon. And then you swap out the one who used Trick Room because now they're slow. And, Weird. Yeah, okay. And you, you, and yeah, it, it's and it's just this bonkers thing. So I, I always try and make it so that there's maybe like one legendary just to give a bit of an advantage. But I, I love wiping teams with things which aren't in that like overused tier base. Right. I think it's right, right. so satisfying because a lot of the times people follow um thing called Smogon rules, which are basically like the the biggest kind of um. You go on to there and like you find out all the tactics and everything. Like this Pokemon must use like spikes of this, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Like <laughs> that's what they're expecting. So a lot of the time you kind of go through like bullshit tactics because people are expecting you to go this smoke on route, mm-hmm. and it's I... it's very satisfying and it's a lot of fun. And you know, it's I wish it. it... Mm. It, it wasn't until like like uh, I started playing uh, Pokemon on YouTube that like. I even knew about or heard about like IVs and natures oh and God, don't even get things like started. that. Like I, I had no idea any of that existed because uh, my Pokemon experience was catch them all, uh-huh. uh, beat the story, beat the computer, and trade with your friends. And I did a little bit of battling here and there, but like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the PvP aspect was super minimal to me over the years. So like. For all the time I put in to get, like, all 151 in my original copy of Blue, I, you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. uh, and, and the games that came later on, like, I just never followed to the point that I, I knew about that 
level of PB, PvP depth. Yeah, like, you can get ridiculously... Pa- and it, Again, what I like about it is it utilizes all of the, the things that you've had in the game. Like, in order to get perfect IVs and everything like that, basically, like, for people who, you know, it kind of gets your stats, like, to the peak perfection of what it can be, it takes a lot of time... And it takes a lot of determination because you mm. then you've then got a you've got to breed a specific Pokemon type together to make an egg, which will then hatch into something. And it might have good IVs, it might not. You've got to keep hatching it, and then you breed that parent with another parent until eventually, through a lot of interbreeding, <laughs> you get this one shining gem of a Pokemon that is like mind-blowingly powerful but it's probably taken you like a whole week to get it Mm. and that is dedication and that is what these people who are in these competitions that's what they do because you get like ten thousand quid for winning one of these things so like okay okay. yeah so like you have to put in the time and you'll be hatching a lot of eggs and um you know and all that and uh i i i like uh shiny hatching like you know it's just something i like to do on my downtime i kind of um because you don't put much effort into it. You can have, you're not even looking at the screen most of the time. You're just going kind to of running around on your bike and hatching eggs. So I'm used to all that. And I've got like a perfect Ivy, Starmie and Gardevoir. But that took me so long. And, 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 and like, wow. you, yeah. And you just like, like, if you're not cheating, because like there are like people on Reddit who hand out like hacked perfect ivy dittos and everything. yeah yeah for sure for yeah, sure, yeah yeah so obvious but then like the pokemon like people who run this community but they, they've now put in this thing where they can detect whether or not a pokemon's parent was hacked and they'll hmm. ban it hmm. you will be banned from the competition if they find out wow. it's been hacked. yeah it's that that's cool it's that serious and it's like a lot of people they just they just think pokemon is it's you know you you go through and you defeat the elite four and then you get Pokemon to level 100 and they're the best they can be. Hell no. Like, a Pokemon at level 70 with perfect IVs can probably take out a level 100. Um, so, I guess just a, a quick curiosity. Do you think uh, it's, like, would it be, is it better that it is this way? Or Ooh. would it be better or more balanced if it were, um, like, the same level Ver- the same level of any particular type is always going to be this set of stats, and the moves are what make the difference. That's a good, good, good question. Uh, that's been a big debate in the the kind of the battling community, I guess. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I think maybe just I I I I'm not a fan of like the whole IV things and EVs and everything. I'm just like. It's just so much effort. Like, can we not just have natures, like, you know, where they're adamant and they get, like, a a fucking damage boost? But at the same time, then a lot of people go, then you're just, like, reducing the complexity of the game and you're making it more dumbed down for babies. So it's like, I... Mm -hmm. But then Pokemon is is kind of a game for babies, you know? Like, (laughs) so it's... Yeah, yeah, it's... But but then, like... You can clearly see they're still trying to appeal to like their their older audiences with this this incredibly complex system of making a great Pokemon. So it's it's a difficult it's difficult. It really is. Because um, I I remember back in the day when I bought Pokemon Stadium and uh, you know I loaded in my characters and and would play and whatnot uh, my, my my Pokemon. Um, but there was the modes whenever I'd play multiplayer where the only way to make it fair would be to just the game would let you just load up 
uh, generic like level fifty or yeah, level yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or, or so like Pokemon, and like everyone would be at the same level, you know? That's so the, yeah, same thing in the in the online community as well. So a lot of it again, like because you're all level fifty. In order to have that advantage, you need those like EVs and IVs to be perfect. Because, you know, then you'll be faster than the one who hasn't put in any effort at all. So, right, okay. It's like, I, I think I, I would like them to stay because it does add that little bit more like effort into mm-hmm. becoming like, you know, the quote unquote a Pokemon master. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. You, you, you have to work for it. You have to work for it. And, and in I some like cases, that. see, though, I, I, I... I understand that, and I understand that, like, um, exactly, like, if you want to put that that time in, that it's rewarding for you. Um, for me, I, I'm a, I like, I'm adverse to like grinding a lot of the time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, it's not my favorite thing in the world, and I grew, and I, like I said, I grew up not playing a ton of RPGs. Sure, right. So um, that's something that, like, you know, the time that you spent feeling affection for, like that type of gameplay and random battles and such i was growing close to games where it's the same chess pieces every mm-hmm, time mm-hmm. I, right? I was yeah i was just about and to say because like when i pull when i pull my uh whatever my zangief out of the box <laughs> it's the same as your zangief and the difference is between what we do on the controller not what i what the numbers of my zangief are it, you know it's it's just completely different in terms it of, is yeah, it is so different um and, yeah and it's a different type of like and one of those things is rewarding like like in order for my 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 skills to beat you it's not it's like i have to make myself good enough uh-huh re- reflex wise yeah and yeah. uh and, and you know training wise and memorization wise whereas uh in in a game like Pokemon, a lot of the work is done beforehand, and then the strategy is kind of just based on it's turn based. You know what I mean? Like it's not about reflexes; it's I about. Might, I might disagree with you a little bit there because of the way a lot of the end game competitive stuff is actually dealt with. Because again, a lot of it is pure mind games. Like if okay. you if you watch a match of high level Pokemon, you mm-hmm. you hear the commentators going like, "Are they gonna throw out a?" like a shadow sneak, which is basically a priority move where it goes first. And is the opponent's Pokemon going to use Protect to negate that damage? Or will they buff themselves and the other opponent is going to lose that Protect? So they lose, like, they lose the advantage because that other Pokemon has just buffed itself. And it's it's all about mind games. Like, it it really is. And it's bonkers. (laughs) So that exact scenario is the same thing as I knocked you to the ground and are you going to do a Shoryuken on wake up because I can't do anything about that? Yeah. Or am I just, am I going to attempt to stop you anyway and get blown up mm-hmm. or am I just going to block and then let you go flying into the air and then punish you hard on the way down? Yeah, you know? see, this is why I thought I'd bring it up because I felt like obviously Pokemon and fighting games, I mean, apart from Pokken, but you know, like. Two wildly different things, but at the same time, there are a lot of kind of similarities in in the mm-hmm, mind mm-hmm. games and all that, and, all, and so I I think it's interesting. Yeah, like it's yeah, and, and and one thing that I you know to kind of go back to what I was saying about character picks, um, one thing that I do like, uh, well, it, it's it's a bit of a, I like that like, um, you can make characters work in fighting games if you put the time and work in, mm-hmm. um, because uh, I. 
when I say I pick characters based on style and like my, my preferences, I don't know how that's going to work out in the long term. Like I pick a character and then it turns out they're good or it turns out they're awful. Like I don't know how that's going to work out because I don't, you know what I mean? Like I'm just totally, picking based on, yeah. on the aesthetic purpose at first, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's happened many times where I would like, there's been one time where I picked a team that I liked in, in Capcom versus SNK 2. Yeah. And it just, it just happened to be the best team in the game meta wise. <laughs> And it was a random luck of the draw sure. on that. And other times, I, I pick a character like Biken in Guilty Gear, and it's like, oh, that's not doing you any favors at all, you know? You should my, switch. My friend Pokey is going to love you, because he loves that character. Oh, she's the best. <laughs> she's she's the best. great. <laughs> but she's but she's not the best. She's far from the best, because she gets she loses all, oh, all day. okay. But, like, I stick with her, because I love the character more than anything, you mm-hmm. know? And, um... And in, in Tekken's case, like, I play Steve Fox, right? And I'm like, you know, the same thing I was talking about where, uh, the character that uses their fists in a weapon game kind of thing. In this case, Tekken is a game where everyone's got their, you know, punches and kicks and they're doing their thing. But here we've got a boxer that has no kicks. Yeah. And he, and he in fact has two less buttons, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> yeah. he just, he, he, and, and he replaces those kick buttons with dodges. And I'm like, this is weird. This guy has to kind of figure it out, but I like that. And, and, you know, it turns out he's quite good, but, um, you know, you never know what you're going to get when you kind of just pick based on, like, I like that one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Like, um, I think, uh, on Tekken at the moment, like, I do like Tekken quite a bit, actually. I'm just not good at it. Um, I really like, uh, Lily. Like mm. her um her playstyle is it makes DSP scream so it's got to be doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know her kind yeah. of like uh, pirouettes. And yeah, exactly. And I love that. Palm it feels strikes so fluid to use. Um, but I I will say I might have to interject because you know we we've been talking about this for a while. We're already an hour and fifteen minutes in. So You're right. You're yeah. Right. So I think a few a few reasonably quick fire questions to kind yep, of um, let's move on. Awesome. Absolutely. Sweet. Excellent. Okay, um, so we have one here from Patreon from Anthony, and they say, "What game series that you haven't gotten into yet are you most interested in getting into?" Oh boy, uh, it was near, and I just started it. Sure. Yeah. So I'm. I. I mean that. That's like my most because I. Uh, it. Yeah. I, I'm gonna say that counts because I, I just just started near Automata, and I am. Uh, I've done more homework than I ever have, <laughs> you know, to get into yeah, this yeah, this yeah. franchise. And uh, thanks for the shout out too. Yeah, and it's been so incredibly worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this that's easily number one. Sure, I, I'm yeah. so excited for those get for for like where this goes next. Yeah, I am so excited. Like, um, I've had a lot of people ask me, kind of, uh, what what if we get a new Yoko Taro game E3 and it's like I don't think we're going to get that until next E3 but I did say and I think I'm going to get it regardless um, because I just want one uh, if there's something announced at E3 even if it's like a Drake and Guard collection thing I'm probably going to get mm-hmm. a Drake and Guard tattoo okay yeah okay like I'm thinking uh, like and that also relates to Nier like the you know the Yorha symbol like the flight yes. unit symbol yeah. I'd love that on my arm um there's the Cult of the Watchers tattoo, which looks sick. Um, that'd be really good. There's the Emil skull. Like, I was going to say the Emil head yeah. would be like the obvious, but it's also maybe too obvious. So it's up to you. I but. think getting one of my artist friends to make it look like 
like a really nice design, like something yeah. to kind of go around it. I think that'd be yeah. the one way I'd get Emil to do that. Um, but no, as far as what games um, uh, I've wanted to get into, which I am planning on doing uh, after I finish my next video, is the Yakuza series. Ah. Yes, yes. Now, um, I, I I have a lot of people saying you could just start with zero, but I, I'm... Okay, here's my, my, my logic about it, is that I want to start off with the PS2 Yakuza 1 game and then Yakuza 2, because I want to appreciate going back in time and seeing all these characters who I've seen through the PS2 games, like, back in Yakuza 0. That's what I... And also, I want to see the gameplay, like, evolve, you know? Gotcha, gotcha. That's what okay. I want out of this series, and... um. So that's what I'm planning on doing, and I'm really excited for it. Like, Yakuza's been something I've wanted to get into for so long, but um, Yakuza 2 in, in Europe is expensive. And, you know, I, I see a few arguments which are like, well, you'll pay, you'll pay top dollar for, like, a new game, then why can't you do it for a PS2 game? My argument there is that it's secondhand and it's this expensive, so I don't want to buy that game and it's scratched to shit, or there are little fucking, like, bits in there. I don't know. It 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 bugs me. But, <laughs> but thankfully, a very nice fan was kind enough to send me a copy of Yakuza 2. So now I can play Yakuza cool. 1 and Yakuza 2. So it's, like, brilliant. Now I just need to find the time to play him. Right on. Nice. Yeah, so I, I am super excited for that. Like, so bloody excited. Um, okay, let's see. This is a quick one. I've answered this one before, but I can get this one out of the way really fast. Uh, from Lady Cerebellum on Patreon. So, Clemps, why the rubber gloves? Pure and simple. Um, I, I, there was a show I watched when I was a kid called Zap, and they wore little yellow rubber gloves, or like one blue rubber glove, and they came out of the curtains. And my channel first started off with how-to videos, and so it was only going to be my hands. And I was like, right, my hands are ugly little things. How do I how do I make it so people aren't just paying attention to them? I know, I'll wear some gloves. And they just stuck. They stuck and they they became a thing. Yeah, you gotta be on brand, man. Well, exactly. Like, I, I think the whole glove thing, like, worked out really well because they're very recognizable. Absolutely. You know, unintentional, but I just walked around with my reboot hat because I love reboot fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, End no, of totally, story. Totally. And it becomes a thing and, and I've you know, people have said like, oh man, well thought out plan. I'm like, what plan? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's another question here from another Anthony, not the same one. Uh, on Patreon, again. This is an interesting one. It's, uh, I've been trying for years to get into Final Fantasy games, but I just can't seem to get into it. Has there ever been an activity that you really want to get into, but just can't? So I think when he says activity, this doesn't really relate to video games as well. Hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah, right? Activity. It's an interesting I've... question. I, I think for me it's D&D. Okay, okay. Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons, like, all my you've life. Never, you've never done it. Never, ever in my life. And I really wanted to, but when, when it comes around to it, I'm like, I, I could be playing, I could be playing a, a game by myself. And <laughs> I just do that, you know? Like, hmm. that's as far as that. I mean, uh, for me, it's like, I, all the things, I've been getting around to them step by step, you know? Uh -huh. Um 
like for a while i remember back when it was like oh, i need to get around to like get uh going through hajime no ipo because like that's the thing and oh, then i got yeah, through yeah. all of that um even starting boxing was a thing i wanted to start forever and i finally got around to that and i'm doing that now um getting through legend of galactic heroes like there's so many legend of galactic heroes it's a really good anime that yeah. i just got through uh starting like getting like the soul series with pat and them and oh, yeah. like there's so many all these little uh, like everything that i would have been able to say from a couple years ago <laughs> I've, I've done it already you know yeah. what i mean yeah no totally um, yeah the the like there's very little left like i, I wanted tattoos for a while and i'm finally going to be getting mine done soon i'm we, i i have seen that tattoo it looks like a beast it's gonna be huge uh like good but, good luck <laughs> yeah i guess i mean that's the closest thing i can think of but that's already in the works too right so it counts it counts because yeah. it's you know it hasn't happened yet yeah so i'm yeah i guess one. No, sweet, awesome. Um, so this is something because obviously uh, this month is uh, is Pride Month, so I think this is a good time to ask this question from at uh, Toke Tactics. Who do you think is the best represented LGBTQ character in video games? Well, that's the thing. I feel like a lot of people they still don't like pointing out a lot of <laughs> LGBTQ characters, but for me, it's gonna be a meal. I'm gonna say. Well, here's the thing: is is it the character that you want to uh, point out, or is it the person, the director, or the person who's handling the way it's told? Because mm. the character themselves are just themselves, right? Like, uh-huh. but the way it's handled by the camera, by the script, and by the events that occur are what leave an impression. And that is why I still stick with Emil. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because both Emil and Kaine are fucking amazing examples i i'm waving my arms frantically like i agree so hard <laughs> those are amazing like i was so impressed with how that was done uh-huh because it's it's like it's not the it's like it's it's done in a, such a way that it's like yeah this is a human being right and this happens this is what they are and this is the world they exist in and that's it yeah you know exactly like, and like- you're not I think like Taro did come out and he said um like that he he may not necessarily understand like homosexuality in a, in Japan obviously like it's not you know but he still says like despite the fact he might not understand it they're just people and at the end of yeah. the day he makes games about people so he's like why wouldn't I include somebody like that in my game it's like God bless you <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. you know I, I I and like I just think about that compared to like. Um, you know, we, we discussed, uh, um, in, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. I was just about to say that shit, man. It's so absurd because it's like, okay, there's a character here. They're trans. Oh, and one, within yeah. three or four minutes of conversation, the first, or like, it's like, mm-hmm. almost like the second thing they say to you yeah. is just like, it's just, you're not a real person. People don't talk this way. People don't just, yeah. like, blurt that out in that manner uh-huh. that just doesn't seem real, I'm, you know? I'm totally... Yeah, they, they they wrote it in there, like, for the sheer fact of going, like, oh, you know, we're, we're like, you know, being weird. Did you see it? Yeah, Did exactly. Did you notice? But, but the best way to do it is instead of, like, like, elevating it and making them point it out, just make them a person. Yeah. Because that's, at the end of the day, that's... That's all they are. Like, because <laughs> the best a person, exactly. Because, like, even if you don't call attention to it and, and and such, like, you you have it play out in the way, like I said, um, with both Emil and Kaine, and it's like, 
it becomes secondary to who they are, to what they're doing, mm-hmm. to why the story is, is, is you know, like go, moving forward. And you find out and you just go, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Right. I, and like, and you're like, I care about them either way. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't care about them exclusively because of this, or I don't care about them less because of it. I care about them for who they are as characters, yeah. you know, and it just, it just straight up becomes a detail that you go, oh, all right. And you move on. And it's, it's, it's handled so incredibly well there and so bad in Mass Effect's case. <laughs> so, you know? so bad. Well, specifically Andromeda. Yeah, Andromeda's case. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think yes. the other Mass Effect games have done much better with it, but this one was just, ooh. Yeah. Like, I, I remember there was a huge outcry about it from the community at the time, so they they didn't do good job. Naughty Bioware, bad Bioware. Um, but no, with the whole Emil thing, like, I, I just remember having this, like, ha, ah, like, you know, like, you just kind of exhale and you're like, that's nice. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you, you're just like, Ah, oh, isn't it nice to see like just a character just and and like there's no arc where it's like oh his you know that the fact that he's gay gets in the way of like a big event it's like no no he just yeah he just you know the world gets in the way of him and and that's I, that's great i mean it's it's like you can you there are, there is room for stories that focus on that oh, sure, and there sure. is a way to handle that but when it's revealed in this case, it's almost like finding out, oh, your hair is blonde. Right. It used to be, you know, like, you. oh, you, it's like you find out you dyed your hair a different color. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's like, that's all there is to it, you totally. know? So, it's great. Totally. It's great. Um, so, I think the the last question here, and I'm sorry, there were so many questions, but we've we've been talking for quite some time, which is, which is great. Um, but this one is, this is a nice, a nice question to end it on. I really like this one. This is from a, a Twitter user called at Twan from Wakanda. And they say, what is the strongest, happiest memory you can use to draw strength from? Now, I have something. It's not necessarily, like, anything mind-blowing. Like, you know, I didn't sit on a hill at sunset and watch it go down into the ocean as the stars... Like, nah, none of that. Way more simple from that. Um... For me, it was it was being a kid, and it was raining outside, and I was wrapped up in a blanket. I used some shitty cheap shower gel and all that, so you know I was I was smelling of that. And I was just playing Final Fantasy IX. Okay, that's and because the thing with Final Fantasy IX is I'm gonna definitely make a video on it one day. Is that that game is so important to me in every regard that you know when i was bullied in school i'd come back and i'd play final fantasy 9 you know when i when there were family troubles i'd play final fantasy 9 and i remember one week when everything was just just going great for me i sat down and i played final fantasy 9 and it was raining and it was cold in my room but i was all wrapped up and i was playing this game and it was just like like, yeah, you know, everything's everything's nice right now. And whenever I smell that old shitty brand of shampoo, I'm, like, <laughs> brought back into this, like, really safe mindset of being a kid and just, you know, playing with like, Vivi and Alexandria. And I'm just like, ah, you know, and it's the most stupid memory to go back to. But sometimes the mm-hmm. stupidest memories are what make you happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I... I... 
it, it, it you know, if it, it's a little odd because it's so recent, but sure. like just all I can say is last Christmas I flew down to New Zealand uh um with my then girlfriend and we drove across the country and at some point there was a field that was just literal perfection. Oh. It was the most it was the most beautiful place I had ever been in my entire life oh. up to that point. And uh I proposed there oh. and like made a moment of it and I think there's nothing that's really gonna oh. gonna top that. Oh. So Hooray. I guess I'll I guess I'll throw that one in there. That's fucking lovely. <laughs> that is so nice. What a what a wholesome way to end the podcast. God damn. Thank you so much for that, Willie. That was that was lovely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sweet. Awesome. So, on that note, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, it has been a joy and a pleasure to have you on, Willie. Um, would love to thank have you. you on again in the future, if you would be willing. Anytime. Excellent. Sweet. Um, so, before we leave, um, do you want to say where people can find you and go watch your stuff? Yep. Um you could like i'm the only woolly on the internet really <laughs> so it's not you can google that but uh no you can find me at woolly wools on twitter uh and uh my youtube channel woolly versus w-o-o-l-i-e and uh yeah super best friends that's that's our thing excellent awesome so thank you thank you so much and uh again thank you everybody for listening and i hope you all have a a lovely couple of weeks. We got E3 coming up, so fingers crossed on that shit. DMC5, oh my god. Oh, it's finally happening! <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>